imagine you're on the USC football team and all you kept hearing during the offseason was, shut up, go eat, go lift some weights. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're going to watch this show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download your podcast, remember, it's free. Also, remember, I really do appreciate your support. You can show your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, become a quick, easy, free subscriber. Click that red subscribe button. When you see this, the thumbs up, smash it, and do not forget to hit the bell notification. That way you will not miss one episode of Locked on USC. I'm going to break down what Benny White, uh, USC strength and conditioning coach Benny Wiley said um, in the next segment. Uh, but he knows right now what he has to do on both sides of the ball. On Tuesday, uh, I, we have the opportunity to uh, to meet USC's new defensive coordinator, DeAnton Lynn. Uh, he's probably right now the most popular guy on USC's coaching staff, at least for the moment. Uh, number one, he hasn't met everybody on the staff yet. He's, I'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, he's uh, basically the reason he's so popular. He's the guy in charge of keeping USC football from looking so offensive to the trained and to the untrained eyes. He's in charge of the defense, but you understand what I'm talking about, about looking less offensive. Uh, he spoke to the media first time. He was actually on the road. He's out recruiting, so it wasn't even face-to-face. It was via Zoom, and again, it was just uh, his his voice. We didn't even get to see his face. Not sure why, but whatever. Um, so my quick off-the-cuff uh, impression, dude's all business. In other words, he is like less hat, all cattle. He doesn't, and he also he doesn't use a lot of words to answer a question, but he says a lot at the same time. He's literally like the antithesis of Alex Grinch or Graham Harrell, for that matter. He was asked double-digit questions, and he answered each one very clearly, very concisely. Like I said, doesn't he? Do, he doesn't use a lot of words. He was asked about the uh, the biggest need, obviously, on USC's defense. He said, and he said this. Coach Riley addressed it. And my everyday uh, listeners and viewers will remember this because I talked about it on Locked on USC on uh, yesterday's episode. <laughs> so go back and check it out. Uh, Coach Riley addressed it. It was the size up front, especially going into the Big Ten. I played the Big Ten. The Big Ten is big bodies on the offensive side and the defensive line. That's something that we need to get bigger up front. And then outside of that, I'm still going through the roster. I'm not recruiting right now, but in between recruits, I'm trying to watch games from the past year just so I can see the players because right now I don't really have a great feel for the team just because when I got the job, I hit the road and I've been recruiting since. Unquote. I believe he said he was in Georgia. So uh, he, he backed it up by saying he was recruiting in Georgia because later in the day, there was a nice photo of him along with, uh, defensive uh, rush edge coach uh, Roy Manning, 
they were together doing an in-home with Cameron Fountain, who lives in Georgia. And I love the fact that uh, Coach Lynn has hit the ground running and is focused on recruiting because um, I think that's probably the North Star that uh, everybody on the, on, the, on the staff needs to focus on right now. He, he said he's basically he's trying to develop relationships in a very limited time a limited amount of time since he you know, crossed the tracks, leaving UCLA, coming to USC. And he said his recruiting pitch right now to the USC targets is this. Right now, when I'm on the road, the main thing I'm really trying to do is start to build our relationships with these guys. I'm behind the eight ball. There are some kids that I was recruiting when I was at UCLA, so now it's just about continuing that relationship. But for the guys who I have not met yet, I really just want – I just – I really just want them to get to know me and just try to build a relationship with them as fast as I can. So I, I know I'm the wet blanket here, but I, I think USC fans, just to set an expectation level, don't get your hopes up for a great high school recruiting class. Uh, it, it's just kind of the perfect storm coming together, you know, this past season. and. Uh, Look, USC needs impact guys right now that they can go get in the transfer portal. So it, it is what it is. You know, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm being pragmatic. You can, if you want to recruit the elite high school guys, great. If you can get them, are they going to be ready to come in and turn USC's defense around right away? Most high school guys aren't. Uh, Coach Lynn also said on what he needs to uh, change with the defense. From a schematic standpoint, my thing is that it's all about the players. Everything's about the players. You want to put them in the best position to play fast, in the best position to make plays. And I think that looks a little bit different every year depending on how your team looks. So just really excited to get to the next recruiting class, to get the next recruiting class in to see what this team is going to look like this spring and then try to see, okay, this USC team 2024, what is the best way to put this team in the best position? He was also asked uh, what stands out when he looks at the tape of USC's defense and specifically the explosive plays that USC's defense allowed, which were there. I think he led USC led the nation in that. The first thing that sticks out is this team's not that far away. Ooh, yeah, we don't want to hear that, do we, Trojan fans? We've been hearing that all year. Not that far away. Just a few plays here. Just a few plays there. Back to uh, what Coach Lynn said. You know, you see a lot of good things on tape as far as the explosive plays. That's something, as I watch more tape, dive into. I want to dive into their playbook. That's something that I did at UCLA when I first got there. I've watched the tape, but I also wanted to know what they were doing, why, and what their scheme was, because there might be some schematic stuff that they did that was good that we might want to keep. There might be some stuff that we change. I think to do all that, you know, you kind of just need a little bit more information, which I'm trying to gather right now. Uh, I think he's going to be doing a lot of film review. And he's going to have to look really deep, dive really deep into the pile of film to find any of Alex Grinch's schematic stuff that was good enough to keep. 
Maybe the trained eye can see it. Nobody else's eyes saw it. Uh, he was also asked about what his staff would look like or could look like. Remember, uh, well, if I haven't mentioned, he said this. He hasn't even meant he hasn't even met everyone on the current staff right now. He jumped right into recruiting. I haven't even got a chance to meet everybody on staff yet. I was recruiting in LA for a day. I'm in Atlanta, in Atlanta now, Connecticut tomorrow. Just really focused on this, seeing the commits, seeing the guys we're going after these transfer portal guys. And then I'm looking forward to meeting the staff. But it's not even something I'm really thinking about right now. Okay. Now there's two ways to interpret that. Number one, <laughs> uh, which I guess is a cynical way of looking at it, but why is he going to waste a, you know, a whole lot of time or a lot of effort uh, relationship building in the short term uh, when that person or persons might not be around for the long term, right? And it also doesn't sound like uh, we're going to find out what the next staff is going to look like, at least for a while. He's focused his all of his energy on recruiting. So again, especially that last part, though, where he said, but it's not even something I'm thinking about right now. I know that was a, the short answer for the media. But he needs to make that a priority while he's recruiting. Just saying. Um, and what he also said about his coaching goals. I just want to play the best defense possible. I think that we have every reason to. I think that one of the reasons I was excited about this job is because I felt like, after my conversations with Coach Riley and Jen Cohen, that they're professional—excuse me—that they're passionate about playing elite defense here at SC by any means necessary. To that point, by any means necessary. You know, he kind of hinted at the transfer portal. You know, guys like Walter Nolan or Mikhail Williams from Georgia, if he goes into the portal, uh, not only will those guys want to know who is developing them on the defensive line if they want to come to USC, uh, it's going to cost too, right? <laughs> I'm going to talk about that more in the third segment, but it's kind of, I'm kind of alluding to that point by any means necessary, because that's what it's going to take. I'll talk more about Coach Danton Lynn's uh, defensive philosophy this week. Uh, but those are just some of the top things, you know, the, the highlights that he spoke about uh, when he talked with the media uh, Tuesday around noon. So, again, I'll have more on him during this week, but I wanted to get that out there for you right now. And just so you can kind of get a taste, get a flavor for the new defensive coordinator at USC. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, and it's like right in the middle of the worst flu season anticipated this decade. This is, well, some people might be scared. Can you imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of your kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication? that they actually needed. Thankfully, they'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including 
UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Locked On has launched the first national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The second most important person on a football team is the guy in charge of strength and conditioning. Heck, I, look, the arguing, argument could probably be made that he's the most important person, even more so than the head coach. Uh, that's debatable. But if you want to play with the big boys, you got to look like a big boy, right? you got to look big. You got to be big, you got to be fast, you got to be strong, you got to be athletic. It's been a while, but there was actually a time, believe it or not, when USC got off the bus, they literally had already won half the battle before they even kicked off. This little quick anecdote, there used to be a guy on the staff, he's no longer with on USC's coaching uh, coaching staff right now, um, back when USC played Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. He, he told me one time that when he looked over uh, over the Buckeyes, when they were warming up before the game, he said, man, we've got like maybe five guys on our roster that look like those dudes. And he was, he was commenting on how much bigger Ohio State looked compared to USC. USC and Ohio State should always be walking on the same level. USC should never be looking up at Ohio State, ever. Should be looking up at anybody. There are certain blue blood programs that, you know what? You walk here, I walk here, I walk here, I walk here. But no one is like walking here and here and here. It shouldn't be like that. Right. So. Right now, Benny Wiley, he gets to go full dictator, full author authoritarian. And from the way he was talking <laughs> uh, on the Trojans Live radio show, I, we, I touched on this on yesterday's episode. It sounds like it's going to be this way until further notice. Um, so in other words, I don't think anybody who is on USC's roster should be looking for any type of schedule change or looking to deviate from the next from the program. Just a reminder, this is what uh, this is what Benny Wiley said on the Trojans Live Radio Show. When it's clear and all members know, it's super easy. When the players know, when the coaches know, when I know, when those standards are set, it is easy because there's no gray area. 
We know where we're going. We're going to the Big Ten, not the medium ten. He, you know, he, he was saying that this transition that USC is going through right now from the Pac-12 to the Big Conference, it kind of it kind of reminds him when uh, he was at Texas Tech, where they had some undersized guys in the trenches, and they were asked to, you know, kind of load up, put on 20 pounds, 30, 40 pounds. He's he's flashing back to that. And he said, look, this is a it's kind of a new world for USC compared to the Pac-12. We could say, I want to be fast, I want to be light, I want to be lean. That's just not where we're going and what we're doing. There's no option. You have a ton of teams that are already in that conference that are big and fast. And so we got to do the same thing. It's not optional, it's not negotiable. You don't get an opinion. You get to lift and you get to eat, and that's it. Now, shut up. No, okay, he didn't say that, but he can. <laughs> Literally, that's what this is what the uh, players are going to be doing this offseason. They're going to be stuffing their faces, they're going to be eating. So, nutrition is going to be at the top of the food chain. Um, and they're going to be lifting. And they're going to be washing and rinsing and repeating, and they're going to continue doing that until they start looking like those players in the big conference that Benny Wiley was alluding to. I said uh, in the first segment that USC needs to go to the portal for impact type of guys now. Um, they're they're fine on the outside. If I'm referring to the defense, they're fine on the outside. You know that the rush edge, the defensive ends, um, but. The defensive line is going to take a going to take a sizable hit with players um, who are going to be out of eligibility and who play on the inside. You know, guys like Keon Bars and Solomon Bird and Tyrone Tulaney and Jack Sullivan, who came over this past season. Uh, they're done after the uh, Holiday Bowl. They're out of eligibility. Now, Bear Alexander comes back, but who else does USC have right now? That you can say, all right, well, that guy could play inside. Stanley Tofo, remember, he came in as a linebacker. Don't forget that. And he played a ton since he's been at USC. He's got another year of eligibility. He's what, around 275, 280 pounds? Can he can he put more weight on that body? He's not the big guy. He's like what, six one, six two? You still have big no-neck Kobe Pepe. He still has two years left. And when I say no neck, I'm not saying that to be a jerk. He's just, Kobe Pepe is a, it's a fire hydrant. He is just that stout dude. He would be your perfect dude over the nose of the ball. You've got younger guys like Elijah Hughes, Dejan Lafitte. Um, Elijah Hughes, more maybe big, strong defensive defensive end. If you're talking like a 4-3, strong side defensive end. But I think he could probably add some weight and move inside if he asked him to. Though, again, those are the inside guys. We also have, you know, uh, the freshman, um, Braylon Shelby, David, DJ Peavy, uh, Anthony Lucas. Those are bigger guys as well who played on the outside who maybe naturally can add more weight, slide inside. This is why, you know, USC needs to hit the portal hard 
uh, this offseason. They just don't have the guys in their own pipeline right now. And as I mentioned, high school recruiting, it's not looking good either. You know, for the uh, the Johnsons and the Aiden Braylons, you know, those types of players, they're, they're not looking at USC right now. What about on the other side of the ball? Offensive line. Well, Coach Wiley said that, you know, he's got more of a head start. Um, he's got stuff to work with right now. He said, um, Josh Henson, he did a great job of recruiting big athletic dudes. They are freaking big. And so when you look about going into the Big Ten, that's one of the positions that, from a youth standpoint, they already match up. I mean, they are freaking big and they are athletic. And like I told them today, God only makes big, fast, flexible O-linemen about every two and a half years. I mean, he just doesn't make them very often. And so they are in that category of big, athletic, fast. A great group of young, talented, hardworking dudes that have tremendous upside. That was what Benny Wiley had to say. I think we're going to see, and I mentioned this on yesterday's episode, my everydayers will remember this. I think we're going to see a, a lot of these younger guys that, that uh, Coach Wiley was alluding to in the bowl game. Look, we saw Alani Noah early in the year, freshman. Same with Elijah Page, freshman. Both of them, they are big freaking dudes. <laughs> but so is Amos Talalele and Micah Benuelos and Tobias Raymond. You know, all these guys are 6'5 and up. They're big. Some of them are, you know, 6'5 wide. <laughs> uh, in fact, Amos Talalele, he's like the biggest. He's dude's girthy. He's probably got to shed some baby fat and, and turn that into big man fat, but he's a big dude. And then don't forget, you've got a couple of the older guys like um, Mason Murphy and Emmanuel Prignon. Those are really freaking big dudes. So if here's my question as we close out this segment. If, if Coach Wiley and head coach... Lincoln Riley agree that they need to be bigger and faster now. What was the reason for not seeing that when they arrived? And I'm sure they did. But, you know, Coach Wiley, Benny, being pretty straightforward with uh, his, if everyone knows comments, you know, if everyone knows we have to do this type of thing. It, it just makes me wonder why they weren't kind of focused and going in that direction in year one and two. Was it because they wanted a specific type of player to be versatile enough on defense with Alex Grinch? I don't know. It just, clean slate, we're moving forward. Right, right. That's why Coach Danton Lynn is the most popular guy right now. He's got everybody thinking they got to be bigger and faster and stronger. Coach Wiley, he, he knows it. So hopefully we're going to get there. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the point spreads. They've got those awesome player prop bets. Uh, you like to pick the over-unders? You know they got that there. And they got a whole bunch more. 
So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, we're we're going to be keeping score. It seems like every day here on Locked on USC with the transfer portal. So let's add Mike Jack, Michael Jackson the third wide receiver, and Dejon Benton to the Trojans departed list. Yep, they are in the transfer portal. So if you are keeping score, the offense leads right now five to four. It's nine players. This list is going to be growing, uh, and. D'Anton Lynn continues to watch more film and word spreads that, hey, you know, we need bigger, faster, stronger guys. I, I think you're going to start seeing the uh, the the gates, the floodgates kind of open up a little bit more, specifically on the defensive side. We'll see, though. Right now, offense is off and running. And look, I want to talk about the transfer portal uh, because I don't think it, it it is what it was intended to be. Duh, right? It, it's still, look, the transfer portal is still kind of a staging area for the student-athletes to, to kind of hang out until they decide which school is going to be their new home. But now it's really starting to take shape. It's really starting to form itself. And it's becoming a place for quarterbacks to kind of hang out and decide which million-dollar name-image likeness deal they're going to take for a year. Yep, for a year. Quarterbacks, seriously, this is how it's working now. Quarterbacks who have actually already used the transfer portal, they're now using it. Um, they're, they're using what, it's not really a loophole, but it is a loophole, the grad transfer rule. And they are transferring again, and they don't have to sit out a year. And that's really their reward for, uh, what, taking six years to graduate school? I, I, I say that with a little bit of... Uh, I don't know, disdain in my voice. It sh I shouldn't. They're graduating, but they're taking six years. I, I get it. A lot of this has had to do with COVID or medical redshirt, but still, they are staying around. They're sticking around, and they're going to get paid rather handsomely for this. Um, so it's like six years to graduate school and become a millionaire. I I'm just going to pick out a couple of names because these are their they're, they're kind of the names right now this offseason. Guys like Cam Rising from Utah, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. They're going to rent themselves out for another year. And I say that, rent themselves out. They're going to be the higher, think of them this way. They're that they're kind of like that ringer on the beer league softball team. You know, he you know he's played semi-pro baseball. He has no business playing on that field with everybody else. So, but here's the thing, if this this keeps up, this is going to become the new normal. And Lincoln Riley is walking this path as well. I mean, we know he's out there looking for a quarterback, maybe two, in the transfer portal. Um, the, the need to, to recruit a, a top quarterback out of high school, if, if this is the new normal, it's going to become extinct. I, look, I'm just kind of my foresight on this. I, I think the the need to recruit an elite high school quarterback, a Juju Lewis, a Caleb Williams, 
uh, a Malachi Nelson, maybe. Uh, I think it's going to go the way to the Dodo Bird. It's going to go extinct. I mean, what's the point of recruiting the next hotshot quarterback if you're not going to develop them, right? I, I've talked about this before, and I, and I explained why I think Riley is looking for a transfer quarterback in this class. And I think it's less about Miller Moss, but more about Malachi Nelson and his development. But there, there's some trap doors to this, this whole, you know, looking for a plug-and-play, ready-to-go quarterback. If you're look, if you're looking for a guy who's ready to go, first of all, it's going to be expensive through the transfer portal. You know it's going to cost you at least a million bucks. That's that's the entry fee. Not only that, but big picture, talking about recruiting, you're you're mortgaging the future because eventually the recruits are going to say, you know what? No, I've been watching what you've been doing these last few years. Maybe I'll see you in a few years, though, Coach. For the quarterbacks, the portal, it's about going forward. It's about a guaranteed starting job. Guys like Cam Rising, Dylan Gabriel, they aren't going somewhere to compete for a job. Get that out of your head. They're going somewhere to be paid and to be the starting quarterback. They are a free agent. Say the same thing about Cameron Ward, who, by the way, uh, people are thinking he's leaning towards Ohio State. Another team to watch out for in the NIL this offseason, keep an eye on Mississippi. I'm here, and they're ready to uh, open up the checkbook again. So just want to kind of throw that out there, what was on my mind. So building a roster year in, year out, it's it, Look, it's going to be expensive. It's been expensive. Uh, it's going to keep getting more expensive. And we know that USC needs to recruit and develop, but at the same time, they need to compete right now. So Lincoln Riley is going to have to find that balance, and he's going to have to find it really soon. Because right now the scales are tilted to the transfer portal way too much. You want to, You need to balance that out. Um, for instance, like right now, USC needs running backs. They don't need young running backs. They're going to be just fine in the youth department. You know, they, they've got a Marion Peterson. They've got Quentin Joyner. They've got Brian Black coming in. Two guys out on the market. Jay Knott from Cal. Damian Martinez from Oregon State. Which one would you rather have before you answer? Um, I don't know. Again, this is alleged, so I don't know if it's true or not. But Damian Martinez, the Oregon State running back, really good one, Who, by the way. Uh, he's been suspended for, uh, for the Beavers' bowl game against Notre Dame for an alleged DUI. Whether it was drinking, whether it was the hippie lettuce, I don't know. Especially in Oregon, right? Hippie lettuce? You would think that it's like, you don't get pulled over for that. So how much is this offseason going to cost? You know, one or two running backs, a quarterback or two, depending on how this whole offseason goes, maybe a wide receiver or two. I mentioned Michael Jackson III. You got the assistant coaches still you got to put together. 
It's going to be an expensive offseason, but it's a necessary one. And by any means necessary, right? Get her done. All right. We're going to get this episode of Locked on USC done. In fact, it's over. But I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, five times a week. And I want to thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Part of the Locked on Network. When you're done with this, head on over to wrc.com. Got a lot of really good content for you. You'll want to check out the subscription. It's worth every penny of it. But here, every day first, for free. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.